Bienvenidos al Medical Spanish Podcast. Soy la doctora Molly Merton. Through this podcast, I provide interactive audio lessons that teach practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. In this audio lesson, we are going to practice discussing symptoms of COVID-19 in Spanish. Elizabeth, my Spanish teacher from the San Pedro Spanish School, and I used information from the CDC to make this lesson. We start by reviewing symptoms we have covered in prior lessons. Then we cover some new symptoms, such as loss of smell or taste. We review all the vocabulary for these symptoms, and then we practice asking questions about and discussing the symptoms of COVID-19 in Spanish. We'll talk about worrisome symptoms that would indicate that someone should seek medical attention, and we'll wrap things up talking about the fever of coronavirus and how to express temperature in Spanish. Before I begin this lesson, I would just like to say I'm there with you. I'm working in the hospital. We're in this together, and I would like to applaud all of you out there, whether you're staying at home to prevent the spread of the virus or you're working on the front lines. Thank you for all that you are doing, and I really hope you find this lesson helpful. The level of this lesson is intermediate, and timestamps are provided in the show notes. The lessons offered at docmolly.com are solely for learning Spanish. They are not intended to teach medicine or provide medical advice. In a prior Q&A we published on la prevención y cuarentena, we discussed common symptoms of COVID-19. ¿Cuáles son los síntomas del COVID-19? Los síntomas pueden ser de un resfriado leve a una enfermedad grave con neumonía. Los síntomas más comunes son fiebre, tos seca, cansancio y dolores musculares y dificultad para respirar. Algunas personas tienen náusea y diarrea antes de tener los síntomas respiratorios. ¿Cuándo se presentan los síntomas después de contraer el virus? Los síntomas se presentan entre los primeros 2 a 14 días después del contagio al virus. In a subsequent lesson, we broke all that down and reviewed the vocabulary. There's a link in your show notes. Since that time, the CDC has added new symptoms to the list. Let's see how many of these symptoms you already know how to say in Spanish. I will say each symptom in English, followed by a pause for you to repeat that symptom in Spanish. Sore throat. El. Dolor de garganta. Headache. El dolor de cabeza. Chills. Los escalofríos. Repeated shaking with chills. Los temblores y escalofríos que no ceden. So the verb ceder means to ease up or to abate. Try that one again. Repeated shaking with chills. Los temblores y escalofríos que no ceden. Sudden and unexplained loss of smell or taste. 
la pérdida repentina e inexplicable del olfato o del gusto. So let's break this down a little bit. How did she say sudden loss? La pérdida repentina. How about the sudden and unexplainable loss? La pérdida repentina e inexplicable. Pérdida repentina e inexplicable. So when the syllable that follows the conjunction e has the same sound e, we change the e to a. Pérdida repentina e inexplicable. Now, how do you say loss of smell? La pérdida del olfato. Loss of taste. La pérdida del gusto. The sudden and unexplainable loss of smell or taste. La pérdida repentina e inexplicable del olfato o del gusto. Ahora, hablemos sobre cuándo se presentan los síntomas. Interpreta al inglés. Los síntomas pueden aparecer de 2 a 14 días después de contagiarse del virus. Symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after you are infected with the virus. So how do you say to be infected with the virus? Contagiarse del virus. Interpreta al español. Symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after you are infected with the virus. Los síntomas pueden aparecer de 2 a 14 días después de contagiarse del virus. And here are two other ways to say after becoming infected with the virus. Repeat each one. Después del contagio al virus. Después de contraer el virus. Interpreta al inglés. Si usted presenta algunos de los siguientes síntomas, puede tener COVID-19. If you experience any of the following symptoms, you may have COVID-19. So she used the verb presentar to say to show or to experience symptoms. Si usted presenta any of the following symptoms. Algunos de los siguientes síntomas. Interpreta al español. If you experience any of the following symptoms, you may have COVID-19.
si usted presenta algunos de los siguientes síntomas, puede tener COVID-19. Y ahora vamos a volver a repasar todos los síntomas. Fever. La. Fiebre. Chills. Los. Escalofríos. Repeated shaking with chills. Los temblores y escalofríos que no ceden. Fatigue. El cansancio. Dry cough. La tos seca. Muscle pains. Los dolores musculares. Difficulty breathing. La dificultad para respirar. Sore throat. El dolor de garganta. Headache. El dolor de cabeza. Sudden and unexplained loss of smell or taste. La pérdida repentina e inexplicable del olfato o del gusto. Y ahora, hagamos algunas preguntas sobre estos síntomas. Y como siempre, usamos usted con el paciente. Have you noticed a sudden loss of smell or taste? ¿Ha notado pérdida repentina del olfato o del gusto? Have you lost your sense of taste or smell? ¿Ha perdido el sentido del olfato o del gusto? Have you had a dry cough? ¿Ha tenido tos seca? Is he coughing a lot? Tose mucho. Are you coughing a lot? Tose mucho. So the verb here is toser, and we use the same conjugation for él, ella, or usted. How would you say, I'm coughing a lot? Toso mucho. Do you produce phlegm with the cough? Produce flema con la tos. Is it a dry cough? Es una tos seca. Without phlegm. Sin flema. Or sin mocos. So either flema or mocos can be used when referring to the mucus produced during a productive cough. Y la tos de COVID-19 suele ser una tos seca, o sea, una tos sin flema, sin mocos. Are you having difficulty breathing? 
¿Tiene dificultad para respirar? Are you short of breath? ¿Le falta el aire? Is it hard to breathe? ¿Le cuesta respirar? It is hard to breathe. Me cuesta respirar. Do you have a fever? ¿Tiene fiebre? Chills. Escalofríos. I have the shakes and chills. Tengo temblores y escalofríos. She has muscle pain. Tiene dolor muscular. Do you have a sore throat? Tiene dolor de garganta. Some people have nausea and diarrhea before having respiratory symptoms. Algunas personas tienen náusea y diarrea antes de tener los síntomas respiratorios. Now let's practice using the verb doler, to hurt. Her throat hurts. Le duele la garganta. Does your head hurt? Le duele la cabeza. Do your muscles hurt? ¿Le duelen los músculos? So note, the subject of the verb doler is the body part that is hurting, and the indirect object pronoun, for example, le or me, indicates the person who is experiencing the pain. How would you say, my muscles hurt? Me duelen los músculos. My chest hurts. Me duele el pecho. Y ahora, hablemos de cuándo se debe buscar atención médica. Interpreta al inglés. Si tiene dificultad para respirar, es más probable que se trate del coronavirus y que se esté agravando su enfermedad. If you have difficulty breathing, it is more likely that it is the coronavirus and that your illness is getting worse. So let's break that down. How did she say, it's more likely that it's the coronavirus? Es más probable que se trate del coronavirus. So here she begins with the impersonal expression, es más probable que, it's more likely that, so this expresses a judgment and is followed by the subjunctive, que se trate del coronavirus. It's more likely that it's the coronavirus. To learn more about the subjunctive following impersonal expressions and how to use tratar, tratar de, y tratarse de, Check out the links in your show notes. Interpreta al español. It is more likely that it's the coronavirus.
es más probable que se trate del coronavirus. Do you remember the verb she used to say to get worse? Agravarse. In prior lessons, we've also used the verb empeorar. Utilizando agravarse, interpreta, it is more likely that your illness is getting worse. Es más probable que se esté agravando su enfermedad. Interpreta al español. If you have difficulty breathing, it is more likely that it is the coronavirus and that your illness is getting worse. Si tiene dificultad para respirar, es más probable que se trate del coronavirus y que se esté agravando su enfermedad. Interpreta al español. In this case, you should seek medical attention. En este caso, debería buscar atención médica. Call the clinic or hospital before you go and wear a mask. Llame a la clínica u hospital antes de ir y use mascarilla. And another common way to say mask is el tapaboca. I personally use mascarilla because, of course, we want to cover both la boca y la nariz. Now let's review more warning signs, signals de advertencia, that would indicate that one should seek medical attention. Que se debe buscar atención médica. Por ejemplo, si tiene severe chest pain, dolor severo de pecho, constant chest pain or pressure, dolor o presión constante en el pecho, change in color of your lips or face, Cambio de color de los labios o de la cara. If your lips turn blue. Si los labios se ponen azules. Confusion. Confusión. Loss of consciousness. Pérdida de conocimiento. How would you say he has lost consciousness? Ha perdido el conocimiento. She has fainted. Se ha desmayado. And how would you say he has passed out? Está desmayado. And another useful word for describing a worrisome symptom of COVID-19 is... El desfallecimiento. 
El desfallecimiento means faintness or weakness. How would you say he is faint? Estar desfallecido. She is faint. Estar desfallecida. And that concludes this review of signos de advertencia, warning signs, but note this is not an all-inclusive list. Always seek medical attention if someone develops severe symptoms or any symptom that worries you. Y para terminar, hablemos un poco sobre la fiebre del coronavirus. Interpreta lo siguiente al inglés. Si usted tiene fiebre del coronavirus, es muy probable que se note su temperatura alta sin necesitar de un termómetro. If you have a fever from coronavirus, it is very likely you will notice your high temperature without needing a thermometer. So here we have an impersonal expression again. Es muy probable. Followed by the subjunctive. Que se note su temperatura alta sin necesitar de un termómetro. So let's review the vocabulary. High temperature. La. Temperatura alta. A thermometer. Un termómetro. Un termómetro. Interpreta al español. If you have a fever from coronavirus, it is very likely you will notice your high temperature without needing a thermometer. Si usted tiene fiebre del coronavirus, es muy probable que se note su temperatura alta sin necesitar de un termómetro. Interpreta al inglés. Generalmente, la fiebre es más alta de 37.8 grados centígrados. The fever is usually higher than 37.8 degrees Celsius. O 100 grados Fahrenheit. Or 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So what is the word for degrees? Los grados. Degrees Celsius? Los grados centígrados. Degrees Fahrenheit. Los grados Fahrenheit. Finally, when making comparisons with numbers or quantities, we use the preposition de. Listen to how Elisa uses más alta de to say higher than. The fever is higher than 37.8 degrees Celsius. La fiebre es más alta de 37.8 grados centígrados. And in certain countries, you'll hear the use of a coma en lugar de punto when stating numbers with decimals. 
in Mexico, and according to Elisa in Guatemala, it's more common to use punto, like we use in the United States. So how did she say 37.8 degrees Celsius? or 100 degrees Fahrenheit. O 100 grados Fahrenheit. Empezando con generalmente, interpreta al español, the fever is usually higher than 37.8 degrees Celsius. Generalmente, la fiebre es más alta de 37.8 grados centígrados or 100 degrees Fahrenheit. O 100 grados Fahrenheit. Y eso es todo por hoy. Espero que les haya gustado este repaso de síntomas de COVID-19. I have returned to work in the hospital, but as soon as I have more time, I will be back with another lesson where we'll use the guide provided by vitaltalk.org to discuss goals of care and how to respond to patients and families when emotions run high. And before I go, I would like to give special thanks to Elizabeth Cortez, my Spanish teacher from the San Pedro Spanish School, who provided most of the Spanish for this lesson. To Sonia Umsiri, my friend and Spanish interpreter, who reviews all of these lessons before I publish them. And to Erin Gaines, a nurse practitioner student who proofreads the show notes. Recuerden, estamos juntos en esto. Cuídense y hasta la próxima. This is a production of DocMolly.com, where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere.